Hello and welcome to another episode of Octal FM Soundbite. I'm Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And today we're doing another Techie Talk. This is the third Tech Talk in a in a row for us, actually, on Soundbite. Mm. Um, just a lot going on in the tech world right now, I suppose. There is, yeah. Uh, I, you were telling me, quite enthusiastically as well, uh, that you've just had the Worldwide Developers Conference from Apple. Uh, yeah. And you were discussing primarily that they've announced that... If you want to develop an app for iOS, uh, like on iPhone or whatever, and your app includes like the ability to sign into something using like social links like Facebook and Google and Twitter, etc., they're going to have to also use a sign-in for Apple as well uh, yeah. as an option. You can't develop this and release it onto their platform without this. Yeah, um, and that that just raises a couple of interesting questions because like you can see the benefits of this, but you can also maybe see some downsides too, right? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. So the the premise from Apple is that it's about privacy. So they're gonna they're not gonna give the developer of the app uh, details about you. They're gonna obfuscate the details about you. So it becomes a privacy focused way of signing in. That means you don't have to give over your email address. You don't have to remember a password, which is kind of the primary reason why social signing exists mm. is to try and sort of ease the issue of remembering passwords. But it's interesting because people are kind of like, well, why, why Apple, right? Why do Apple deserve, you know, that information? And, you know, why as a developer, it's, that's quite frustrating because you perhaps want to be able to understand, you know, what social accounts are people using and, you know, that kind of thing. And and you're forcing people to support sign-in with Apple. And the thing is, is that then if you support sign-in with Apple on your app, if you have some kind of uh, web presence as well, so let's say like Twitter, for example, um, Twitter's a bad example because they'll be exempt from this because if you do have a username and password and only that, then you're allowed to just keep that. But if, for example, you've like made a to-do list app, right, and you have a web-based login as well, you're also going to have to support it on the web, mm. right? Because if someone creates an account on their phone, then you're going to have to be able to let them sign in again on the web as well. So yes. you're going to have to support it everywhere. So this is Apple asking developers to do quite a lot of work. Yeah, uh, potentially. Like it's it's a, as a as a developer building stuff that does social sign in. This is a, not an insignificant amount of work to support. But for me, what's really interesting, and I, like I am very very much on Apple's side about this and about this initiative. I think that this is hugely positive, and the reason is because. I've been involved before with uh, initiatives to try and move the web away from social sign-in because mm. there's a lot of issues with social sign-in, right? It it locks you in, so it means that your accounts are tied to a social network. And historically, we were never really sure if Twitter, Facebook, or whoever would just disappear, right, uh, and not last uh, so that was originally a big issue. Obviously, there's a privacy issue, right? When you sign in with Facebook onto a website, now Facebook understands that you use that website. Yeah. Uh, and now they un- they understand that they can sell that information. And also the site that you've signed into can potentially understand information about your Facebook account. Yeah. Not always. Then a lot of that has been locked down uh, nowadays, right? And developers can get a lot less data out of Facebook by default. Historically, they could get a lot. If you're familiar with the Cambridge Analytica uh, scandal, that was all around this, right? Around uh, developers having sort of 
low level access to information about people's Facebook accounts mm. through liking pages, signing in with Facebook and that kind of thing. So as a person in the tech industry, I've always believed social sign-in is like a bad movement. Mm. It solves a problem in that people reuse passwords and people reusing passwords is the worst, right? Because it, you know, you, you reuse your bank password on, on some crappy little website yeah. uh, and, you know, and that's a horrible attack vector. If you've signed in with Facebook and a website gets compromised, Facebook can just revoke all of the access. Yeah, that that, so you can see the benefits of it because the, your average person isn't going to go ahead and make the most secure logon details right. they can. Like, even though they should and they know they should, they're still not going to. So this is right. sort of like an alternative to this. Like, they un- Apple understand that people are going to continue to do either awful logons right. or they're going to want to use things like social signing, which is useful. Yeah. You can see the upsides to it. Exactly. But then they're trying to remove the privacy issue of it, of going, well, yes, yeah. we want to allow the ease access and the ability to shut down links between accounts if there's something compromised, but without giving all my social data or your social data away. But then you yeah. kind of brought the, the point of like, but why do Apple get to be the guardians? You know, like, yeah. I mean, it's not to say that they're more or less trustworthy than any other company, but still, why them? Yeah, and there's two things there. So firstly, I think they are more trustworthy, and I think they're more trustworthy because we are their customers and Mm. not their products. And that's what primarily concerns me about things like sign-in with Google, Facebook, Twitter, is that you're not the customer of those companies, you're the product. Mm. The second thing is that, as I say, I was involved um, with, uh, there was a thing that Mozilla brought out, it was called Mozilla Persona. It was a decentralized form of of social sign-in. So instead of signing in with a social media account, you would sign in essentially with your email address, but in a in a very sort of clever decentralized way that meant that your email provider would sort of act as the authenticator um, to websites. And that meant that it wasn't about a sort of like a social network. Instead, it was about your email provider. And that was a little bit removed from a sort of privacy issue i guess and there was more it was decentralized and there was more control so if you cared about privacy you could take some extra measures to really you know make it so that even your email provider didn't really know what you would what you were signing into and stuff like that it was very privacy focused right and it never it was never successful Mm. right it was really good it was easy to use as a developer it was easy to use as a user and the thing is is that no one cares Right. Broadly speaking, consumers don't care. Consumers no. want the quickest sign in. And so they go sign in with Facebook, sign yeah, in with Twitter it's because it's, it's like easy. one tap. Yeah. And the other side of me, the, the conspiracy side of me, seeing also things like these big companies. I'm not saying Mozilla isn't a big company. Obviously, it is. But like still not comparisons like Google and Facebook. They're like, well, like, we don't want you to do this because we want to be able to use this data, right? Right. Because Google and Facebook want to have you sign in using your account with them to somewhere else because they get more info about you and they can sell that. So they've got every reason in the world to to not promote safer and less invasive of of your privacy. Especially like when you say so many consumers, like the high percentage of consumers on these sites don't really care about their online privacy. Right. And as long as you don't get your account compromised, they don't care at all what Google right. sees, like, at all. So, yeah, that's the conspiracy side of me that thinks about it. And it's a shame. And hopefully hmm. the Apple thing will bring forward some more clout to more secure hmm. logons with less privacy and, issues. And this is my sort of... This is why I think that Apple is the right company to do this, because Apple can enforce it. Mm. Right. They can enforce it on developers. And by doing that, it's not about 
trying to get consumers to choose the most privacy centric option, right? Because consumers kind of don't care. Yeah. It's about Apple being like, we have a responsibility to help our customers mm. be private and be safe. And so we're going to do that by enforcing mm. something that we believe is best. And Yes, you can definitely say, well, why is Apple any more trustworthy? But I I do believe that... I know what you're Apple, saying about the difference between that you being their customers by comparison yeah. to being their product, because they sell you their iPhones and their iPads, you know? Exactly. Apple have no interest in selling your data. They do not want to sell that. It is ne- it's never in their best interest That's not their business model. Their business model is to get no. you to buy another iPhone from them. It's the same with them. Um, it's the same with Microsoft, right? If Microsoft did this, I would be applauding it in the same way because yeah. Microsoft aren't interested in selling your data, right? It's it's Google and it's Facebook and mm. it's Twitter. That mm. you don't give these guys any money, and if you don't give anyone any money, you're they not get, the they customer. get something out of you from you one way yeah. or another. Like their services are excellent and they're free, but they're not free because they're altruistic. Yeah, exactly. Right? No business is altruistic, including Apple. But the difference is, is that Apple, you're their interest, right? Yeah. Because you that's buy how they phone. make money. Exactly. So, so I mean, this is why, unfortunately, you won't see this sort of thing being going on an Android phone because Google. Yeah, so, right. It would yeah. be signing with Google, right? They would, yeah. have, they would enforce that, which yeah. is like, well, that's very different reasons. I mean, I think this is a really interesting topic and I'll be interested to see what comes of this because obviously this has just sort of been mm. announced at a developers conference. So yeah. when this sort of gets yet. more put into actual place and becomes an, a you know, real part of the landscape mm. for, for apps and, and other such logons, uh, it'll be interesting to come back and talk about this again. Definitely, yeah. It'll be interesting to see the uptake and whether there's any backlash or mm. whether Apple actually have to... They might have to scale back, right? If there's enough uh, sort of backlash from developers about this, maybe they'll have to scale back their um, Mm. enforcement. We'll see. Uh, But until next time, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Soundbite. I've been Sefran. And I've been Gelada. And catch us again for another episode very soon.